From WCLV Classical 1049 Idea Stream, I'm Program Director Bill O'Connell and your host of I'm Robert Conrad, a podcast of stories from Robert's 70 years in radio. And counting. <laughs> and counting. This time, tales from back in the day when WCLV rallied financial support for other folks. When I worked in Philadelphia at WFLN, we did Philadelphia Orchestra marathons, uh, but I knew that the idea did not originate with us, and I always suspected it originated with, in Cleveland, and when I came here, I found out that that was true. Actually, it started in Syracuse. Oh, really? Yes, it did. But our impetus here in Cleveland was that the Cleveland Orchestra had decided that they could no longer depend upon passing the hat at board meetings to erase the deficit of the orchestra. I think at that time, the orchestra budget was maybe $4 million, $5 million. Do you have any idea of the size of the deficit? At the time? No, no. Okay. They didn't tell me Closely that. held numbers, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, anyway, they decided that they were going to do this big push on all of the radio stations and television stations in Cleveland. And we, of course, had been broadcasting the orchestra for five years at that point. And I said, well, let's do this. We'll devote a weekend to a marathon for the Cleveland Orchestra in which people can make a donation and then make a request from the library of the broadcast tapes that that we had. And they said, well, how much money do you think we can raise? And I said, oh, maybe $10,000, which in 1970 was a a goodly amount. We started at 6 o'clock on a Friday evening from our Terminal Tower studios, and we made the $10,000 in the first 24 hours. Much to our surprise and much to the orchestra's surprise. And so we went on throughout the weekend, and eventually we raised something like $33,000. They were very impressed with this. And when the time came, this was in April, I think, they said, when are we going to do the marathon again? Well, in the long run, we made over $4 million. And we ran up into the early 90s. I remember the last one we did was from... Tower City, which had the Cleveland Orchestra playing a live concert on Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. And how could you top that? Yeah, you know that, that's that's I've seen pictures of that concert. Oh, yeah. oh, it was great. We got a huge crowd down there, mm-hmm. and they shut off the fountains. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would hope so. Yeah, unless you're playing the water music. Yeah. <laughs> Right. We started, I think, with the next one to come up with a list of premiums, and they had the women's committee going out and soliciting merchants and so forth for premiums. We moved the marathon after three years to Severance Town Center. We were there 24 hours a day live from the Severance Town Center, and people came out and had picnics at 2 a.m. in the morning (laughs) to keep us company. What happened next was that the second one, I invited Dick Kay from WCRB to come in, and he got the Boston Symphony to start doing marathons, and and he and I would trade. I I would go to Boston, and he would come to Cleveland and participate. I went to Chicago for the Chicago Symphony Marathon on, uh, on, on WFMT, WGMS in Washington for the Washington Symphony. Also, New York. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. for the New York Philharmonic, uh, Dallas, and Houston. But, and you were going to these cities not as uh, an advisor to help them produce it, but as on-air talent. Right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, and these were also stations that carried the Cleveland Orchestra broadcast. Right. So I was a known figure as far as the radio audience. But I can't help the image of you as a kind of radio orchestra Johnny Appleseed going around, <laughs> <laughs> going around the country and planting these marathons in various uh, markets. Well, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, I even went up to London, Ontario for the London Symphony, the Canadian <laughs> London Symphony. Right. One of the, I think, favorite premiums that we had besides tote bags, and we still have some of those around, was the beach towel. What we decided to put on the beach towel would be musical bumper stickers, and we had a contest with the audience, and I have here a poster that lists all of the musical bumper stickers, and I'm going to start out with Glinka, Glinka, Little Czar. And let's see, uh, Musicians Rest Between Bars. <laughs> That's a good one. Life Begins at Forte. <laughs> Valhalla, God's Country. <laughs> Bach wrote Swell and Great Music. You almost Sh- have to be an organist to get yeah. that. <laughs> Chopin had Nocturnal Habits. <laughs> Sousa, Phone Home. <laughs> this is. This. I, I actually say this to people sometimes. Salome knew how to get ahead. Ouch. <laughs> Le sulfide is not a disease. Chocho's son committed insecticide. <laughs> Kirchel had Mozart's number. Mendelssohn was lost for words. Steinway had a grand idea. And Bach, life of the partita. <laughs> when we had our... 50th anniversary in 2012, November uh, 1st of that year, there were people who brought their beach towels in to say that we still had it, because this was in 1983 Mm -hmm. that we had the towels, and they wanted us to autograph. As I said, we made, over the course of the marathon, we did over $4 million for the Cleveland That's how many years? From it, well, it was to 1970 up, and I think 93 or 94, uh, something like that. And a lot of the things that are done by public radio stations today, because at that time the public radio stations weren't in existence. They didn't come around until the middle 70s. And we were sort of pioneers at how to raise funds via radio. And uh, we're very proud of that. I'm Bill O'Connell. I'm your producer, Mark Satola. And I'm Robert Conrad. WCLV's moving experiences usually involve music, but next time they're moving experiences, all about boxes and trucks. <laughs>